Okay, we that's us. We seem to be live. I am here with Vince Kramer. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm obviously your host. I am the Zenith. This is another episode of the podcast of the Spirit Channel. Vince Kramer, um, I'm delighted to have him. He is the co-creator of Imagine Miracles and Imagination Miracles um, with his wife, Mary. This was created in 2007 to help people create a life of wealth, happiness, and health in the personal growth field. Vince is a speaker, author, guide, teacher, and podcast host. And if that isn't quite a mouthful, I I don't know what is. Um, Vince is also an ex-pilot. He's going to elaborate a bit about that in a minute. But he's also a current airline pilot. Um, And he also had a massive wake-up call um, that proceeded to turn his life around and he became involved in the personal growth field around 2007. Um, And Vince is also a channeler. Um, He's a channeler of the energy dubbed the Round Table. Vince, very, very welcome to the podcast. How are you? Well, thanks for having me. First of all, Zenith, it's it's a pleasure to be here and to share with your audience. Uh, I'm in a really, really good place. This is uh, a tough time in the world for us with the chaos of the unfolding and unfolding of the energies of the universe. And the chaos is tough for all of us. But, you know, it's so heartwarming knowing that we're moving into a higher energy state. We're we're moving into a a state of uh, we consciousness and coming out of the eye consciousness. So I, I can't be any better because uh, I know I'm here to, to help with that. I know I'm supposed to be a part of all of this. So uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to share. You're most welcome, Vince. You are absolutely most welcome. Um, now, you just mentioned there's something that I wanted to talk about quite a lot later, and hopefully we'll get to that, about this massive... Uh, change is happening in the world and the turmoil that, that that's currently um engulfing us and um just in case i forget I, I guess um i just wanted to ask you you know about this would you say it's just all part of the process that um i guess a bit like trauma where we are involved in uh i don't know kind of trauma circles or or groups like um uh whatever you want to call it, where this idea that we need to um, bring that trauma up, bring up that hell trauma within us before we can release it. Um, we need to address the trauma. And would you say that maybe this is what's happening on a global scale with the, with the trauma, with the events that's happening around the world? Well, de- definitely. I mean, <clears throat> everything in the world's a mirror of us. So as you know, I'm a big quantum physics guy and, and not the guy that's going to right on the the chalkboard in in the formulas but how does quantum physics and the theories of quantum physics uh, affect us in our day-to-day lives how do the universal laws affect us in our day-to-day lives and i think what we're seeing here is uh, uh we are attracting into our lives as a collective the mirror of of what's going on inside of us and, and what's holding us back from from bringing all parts of us together, each as an individual to work forward and, and to be all that we can be. So we're we're seeing the effects of duality, if you will. We're seeing the effects of 
um, my way is the only way and power is the most important thing in our existence because um, we're in the reflections of everything that's happening in Ukraine and everything that's happening in other parts of the world, what's going on in the politics of, of many of the countries, just like uh, we're experiencing here in the U.S., there's, there's just a lot of, of things showing us that we've got some work to do. And, and that chaos is the fact that we're moving through that work. It's, you know, the, the things, the things that no longer work, the old paradigm are unfolding back into the universal energy and, and the, the new paradigm and what's to come and, and hopefully uh, us coming together in Christ consciousness where uh, we know that we're all one. We treat each other that way. Now it's starting to unfold and to manifest itself, and that causes that chaos. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, for me, what way can I explain this here? I think that um, obviously with, with the um, the pandemic that happened um, and we had lockdowns all over the world and I think as a community, as a society, as a, as a world population, we, we all kind of came together um, during this. Um, we are, we're all kind of very charitable. We we're all kind of understanding and um, willing to do very much more. Um, I don't know about you, but I kind of maybe seen since we've come out of this pandemic, um, perhaps a, just a bit less of that in, in some people. And I, I think that... Um, as you turn around and said there about the the paradigm, I think that for some people it's, it's very hard to let go of that old paradigm. Um, it change is always hard, and I guess people cling to the old ways of of of, uh, of living, of doing things, um, and still get stuck and rooted in that old um, state of consciousness. Um, whereas on the other hand, we have people like yourself and um, many others who are trying to funnel and be an anchor of light um, in the world to help bring about this uh, this massive change. Um, I'm just kind of wondering, would you have any kind of thoughts on that there and about you know what we can potentially do to, to, to manifest this even more into the world by being an anchor of light, by being a shining example in the world? Well, I, I think you shared it beautifully, Zenith, in the fact that uh, it's it's truly about being the example. It's an, it's an inside job. It's changing the vibration of who you are by doing your work, moving, moving beyond the old belief systems, stepping into belief systems that empower you. Um, it, the interesting thing is we, we talk about spirituality and, and everybody wants to, to move into spirituality and this is what it means and this is what it looks like. And, and we can move into the higher dimensions. We can move ourselves into a vibration that's that's more of love, a vibration that's that's more of acceptance and empathy and compassion. But if if we don't turn it on the inside first, we can't love anyone till we love ourselves. We can't accept anyone till we accept ourselves. We can't stop judging others until we stop judging ourselves. So it's an inside job there. And, and what I found is that we want to, and the roundtable calls this mental spirituality. We, we want to grasp the understanding and knowledge of what spirituality means. We want to talk like we're spiritual. 
But what we don't realize is that even if we can step into the higher vibrations, we still have to live in a 3D, third dimensional world. And in that, we have to look at how our brain works. We have to look at how our beliefs work. We have to understand how we interact with people, not just energetically, but how we interact with them also on the physical plane. So the other thing that we can do besides being the example and doing our inside work is then to realize that we have to bring it to this world in a way that's third dimensional. And in, in the interactions, then we can share. Um, it's, it's learning about, it, it really comes down to, and this is probably earlier than the conversation than you wanted it to go, but it, it comes down to understanding that we came into this world with a unique purpose. And we chose that purpose before we were ever born. And everything that's happened in our lives has unfolded to help us get to that purpose. Well, the things that are really important is, is when you, first of all, everybody thinks purpose is why, but the purpose isn't just why, it's who you are, the energy of you, the essence of you as you shine it out. It's, it's the gift that you were given to bring to the world, but it's also the same gift that you're here to, to share. And that gift comes with all the gifts and talents that you developed through your lifetime for all the things that we might call trauma, all the things that we might call wake up calls, but all the good times too. We, we've learned and we've grown and we understand different things and we develop these great gifts and talents. And to truly make a difference in the world, we have to use those gifts and talents in alignment with the why. Everybody's like, okay, well, that's my why, but then what, what's the first question we say? Well, how am I going to do that? Because our whys are pretty big. Yeah. And then we say, well, how are we going to do it? Well, the answer is to go back to that second part of your unique purpose, the gift, because your gifts and talents are how you're going to bring that to the world. So be the example and then learn who you are fully. Learn what your unique purpose is. And then bring that to the world without any fear of, I'm not going to make money at it. It's not going to be accepted. If you can move beyond those fears, the abundance is going to come. Absolutely. Uh, brilliant, brilliant explanation of it. And yes, potentially a little bit sooner in the, in the interview than I wanted. Um, before we kind of elaborate on that a little bit, I'd like to talk about your journey, <clears throat> where you've come from, because obviously you spoke very eloquently there. Um and I'm sure a lot of people were, were kind of wondering, you know, how you've got to this stage in your life. And it's obviously through through many kind of hurdles. Um, now, uh, just tell me, because I know that you're a current airline pilot, but are you also an ex-military pilot? I'm I'm kind of an ex-both now. I've, I've retired from the, the airline world to... Uh, pursue Imagine Miracles and the work that we do through our company uh, full-time. Uh, just a little bit early, COVID gave me, it gave me the opportunity to, to retire early. Um, so uh, it was stepped fully. But yes, I was also uh, a military pilot. I flew in the U.S. Air Force for about uh, nine years. And then uh, 26 at United Airlines, plus a few... <laughs> 
few years at, at different airlines in between those two. So, um, so you want to know my journey? Uh, it's, yeah, sorry, it's, if, I, if I could just interrupt there. Yes, I know that um, I've got. I've actually uh, read quite a bit about your journey, and it's it, it is kind of uh, it is very interesting. I know that um, what I've actually mentioned here is that you've said that it takes fifty years for you to become awake, and another eight for you to realize your gifts and abilities. And that was obviously from, you had a massive wake up call, you had three crises in your life, mm-hmm. um, which played a massive part upon you. Um, and if you don't mind, just talk about those. And sure. just before the, and I know that um, you met your current wife, um, but you had known her 10 years before. And also, well, maybe we'll leave that to, to the next question, but I know that your grandfather had a massive influence on, mm-hmm. on the person who you were um, and the person that you thought you should be. But yeah, if you could just talk about your, your kind of life and what brought you up to this, it'd be great. Okay, I'll kind of do a chronological for you, Zenith. Uh, and and uh, that means I'm going to bring my grandfather in a little earlier than, than you uh, said there, but... Uh, the, the first thing, I think the most important thing was at five years old, I told my grandmother that I was here on this earth and I wanted to help people love themselves so they could love others. Now, where in the world does a five-year-old get, get that? Um, obviously, I was still tapped into the reason that I came to, to earth. I hadn't forgotten that yet because of um, you know, my, my life was, was pretty good as a young child. Um, not any trauma in my life that I know of as a young child, I, I felt loved. Um, I was able to play. I had brothers that we had a good time. So up to that point in my life, there was no reason for me to forget why I came. So I still, still remember that, that spiritual purpose that I came into life. And then that's where my grandfather started to influence me. And it was actually the three most influential men in my life, my my dad, my grandfather, and a neighbor. But my grandfather was probably the biggest one because I never felt I could get his approval. So I was always constantly trying to do things his way to get his approval. So he taught me um, how to be a man from the 1930s, 1940s, way of of looking at being a man so uh compete always be the best you're never good enough always try harder um, big boys don't cry um if if no matter how good you did it's not good enough he he taught me all of those lessons and i and i tried and i tried and i tried to be good enough for him to acknowledge me and it never really happens but i i learned how to be a man his way, actually. Um, I was much more loving and caring than he was uh, all through my childhood, all through my uh, young adult life, all through my adult life, much more loving than him. But I was always competing. And I think the biggest difference was there was a time in my life I stopped competing against others and started competing against myself. And the bad part about that is you can never be better than you. <laughs> so I was constantly looking on the outside for, okay, what's what's the next thing that I can accomplish that I'm going to feel good about? What's the next thing? And, and like many of us, I would accomplish something huge 
and never take the time to acknowledge it, never show appreciation, never show gratitude, just boom, right on to the next thing. <clears throat> well, I I'll tell you that my experiences in my um, teens, my experience in my young adulthood, my experience in, in my first part of adulthood, I learned a lot of things about life. I learned a lot of things about people. Um, I, my gifts and talents uh, are in coaching, they're in teaching, they're in building training programs. All of that stuff that I learned in the military and in my time at American Airlines, my time at United Airlines, and, and developed all these great gifts, but there was always something missing, something missing, something missing. And I could never figure out what it was. So I, I would go out to find the next thing to do. And, and I was coaching all along. I coached uh, young high school kids in, in developing their lives, building goals, using visualizations. I, and, and it always felt good doing it, but still, you know, that airline pilot, the director level at United Airlines, that, that type of stuff along the way. Well, the universe then got tired, I think, of telling me that something's missing, you're not as happy as you think you should be. All those wake-up calls that are just conscious wake-up calls. And the universe said, okay, it's time for you to start getting some wake-up calls that you're going to pay attention to. So the first one, you mentioned three crisis wake-up calls. The first one was 9-11. I lost a good friend that day. Um, I actually flew flight 93 one week prior. So if it was 9-4 instead of 9-11, I might have been in that smoking hole in Pennsylvania. Uh, but Grandpa taught me really well. You know, I, I'm, I'm better than that. Um, I, I don't think I would have made the mistake or whatever happened. You know, I justified it. And I, I think I held on to the, the lessons of 9-11 and the feelings of 9-11 more than most people, especially because, you know, I was a pilot and I did experience TSA and all those things that, that we have in the U.S. and all the security across the world. But it's still the, the message that I was supposed to get went away fairly quickly. So fast forward a couple years after that, and now United Airlines goes bankrupt. And in the bankruptcy, I lost 60% of my pay. I lost all my retirement. And, and it was, I, I really stopped believing in loyalty at that point, which was a, a very good lesson for me to, to bring into the work that, that we're doing through Imagine Miracles. But yeah, my dad's messages kicked in. My grandfather's messages kicked in. And, you know, I you know, I'm not going to live life different. I just got to, I got to make the money because it's my job to make sure that my family is financially taken care of. Uh, I got to go out and make the money because I don't have a retirement fund now. And it, that's, that's kind of my report card, right? I, I need to get it to a certain age and have my retirement. So I went out, bought some pretzel businesses, um, was going to use that for, for my retirement fund and Dr. Atkins comes in, everybody stops eating carbs, the pretzel businesses take a dive. And 
I'm not someone to just give up. So I worked harder and harder and harder, both at United and in the pretzel stores. And while that was happening, um, my wife decided that she was no longer happy and she didn't want to be married anymore. So wake up call number three. And that's the one that got my attention. I finally started to, to pay attention there. Uh, unfortunately, I stopped living grandpa's rules, but then I found another set of rules to start following. So um, I admire Jack Canfield, Jack's um, the chicken soup for the soul guy. Um, he's, he's one of my mentors. I've learned so much from him. I, I've grown so much. He's actually the one that, that really helped me realize what was missing in my life was me, but I wanted to be him then. I wanted to stand on stage and, and share about goals and visualizations and the, the success principles and things just never took off. They just, they were good, but they never took off. And, and then my fourth wake up call, which was a good wake up call, as you mentioned, my wife, Mary now, and my business partner came into my life and I had actually met her. Uh, 10 years prior, there was an energetic connection, not an emotional one, not a physical one, an energetic connection that I couldn't understand. So I stayed away from her. But then 10 years later, we're both getting divorced at the same time. The a mutual friend that introduced us the first time reintroduced us. And now she comes into my life and she tar- starts talking about spirituality. And you know, things that I hadn't heard before, things that, okay, that maybe makes sense, but I'm not sure I believe in that. It doesn't match up with, with my religion and, and what I've learned through my life. But the interesting thing was um, when, when I found out that I was missing in my life, I, I made a promise to myself that I would listen to, I would try, I would do anything that showed up in my life, and then I would make a decision if it worked for me or not. So I started looking, I I went to science when Mary was talking about spirituality. And the deeper I got into the science, the more I saw exactly what Mary was sharing in her spirituality. So now it's like, okay, I realize I'm following another set of rules. I've got to let these, this set of rules go and I got to figure out what my rules are. I've got to start living my life, my way. And that's what you, you alluded to. I had an eight year journey of learning some of the things that I've already shared with you and some things I'm going to share. And, And one part of that was, um, do you, do you want me to talk about the... Yeah, the, Okay, excellent. Um, so one of the things that uh, happened when Mary and I got together in coming back as friends, because we, we didn't come back as a couple right away. For 18 months, we were drinking buddies. We would bounce things off of each other. Um, I, I was learning about spirituality, and she was hearing my stories, and... And one, uh, we, we kept trying to find a time to date and it never worked out. She was always 
had somebody else in her life or there was somebody in my life or it just wasn't the right time. And about the time that we started to, okay, we've got time together right now. Neither one of us is committed anywhere. And uh, so we, we started seeing each other as a couple instead of just friends. And she invited me up to a hotel up in Aspen, Colorado. Um, and I, I had an event that was starting the very next day that I was going to as a participant. And I almost didn't go to Aspen. But, you know, the universe <laughs> intervened. So, so I went to Aspen and Mary and I and her business partner and her youngest son, we, we went to a Mexican restaurant. Um, Mary and I had a few too many margaritas and uh, we, we went back to the hotel and um, things led to things, if you know what I mean. And in that process of all that happening, Mary said to me, I see this woman standing next to you. And I had had enough to drink, like, okay, yeah. Be, you know, before I would say, okay, yeah, you see a woman and just kind of blow it off. But I said, tell me about her. And she described this woman that she saw energetically next to me. And she described my grandmother perfectly. And it's like, hmm, this is interesting. And then she said, and I see this little girl next to you. So she described this little girl that was standing next to my grandmother, actually between the, the image, if you will, or the energy of my grandmother and me, this little girl was standing between the two of us. And she described this little girl with her blonde hair, her complexion, what she was wearing, what color her dress was, what color of stocking she had on, what color kind of shoes she had on. And, uh, you, you know, I, I don't remember the conversation around that. But I, I do remember that, you know, I had a really early morning. So I, I think that conversation probably was pretty short. So I get up in the morning to go to this event. I arrive in Vancouver at this event, and I really didn't even know what the event was about because some friends told me, Vince, you really got to go to this. And I was at that point where if my friends said I should go, I, I, I will go. So I show up at this event and I find out it is five days, 18 hours a day of all you do is sit in dyads. So knee to knee with someone else. And they ask you the question, tell me who you are. And you have to give them an answer. And all they can say back is thank you. Then after 10 minutes with you, then you start asking them, tell me who you are. Well, 18 hours a day, we did that. From di We went from different people, different people, different people. And, you know, it, it's it's truly where I had my awakening, Zenith. It, it's, it took me four days, but in day four, I, I just started physically shaking. The energy in my body was so strong, it, it started shaking. And at that moment, I realized... When they said, tell me who you are, I realized I was everything and I was nothing. And I, I didn't know how to, to deal with that. So they, they took care of us. They did, they did a really good job of helping me ground and everything. But the what I want to share about those five days, during those five days, 
five times somebody came up to me and said, or they were sitting in that diet with me and they said, do you know there's a little, a little blonde girl energy with you? And I, you know, with disbelief, I said, well, tell me, tell me what she's wearing. Because Mary was so thorough in telling me. And they described her exactly the same way. And that was a, oh my God, Vince Kramer, you have got to pay attention to what's going on here. This, this isn't a joke. This is, this is something telling you that this is important for you to know. So um, at the end of five days, if you've gone to any event like this, sorry for the, I'm pretty excited right now sharing. So, um, you know, if you've gone to any event like that, at the last day, they do what they can to kind of close you back down. So you don't go out in the world with this big, wide open heart to, to get hurt because, you know, dealing dealing with the world after being in that atmosphere would be pretty tough. Well, I didn't go to it. I said, boom, you know, here, I'm an airline pilot. I can travel standby. I can get on an airplane pretty quickly. I didn't go. I went home a couple hours early, and on the way home, I'm texting Mary, you know, you need to be at the house because I got questions to ask. I want to know what's going on. I got home, and... You know, we went for a walk. She explained that the little blonde girl, she was told about the little blonde girl in a channeling. So I'm like channeling. That's like witchcraft, right? That's that's like the, the crystal ball thing. And and she said, no, that's not what it's like. But she, she explained that what a channeling is. And she explained, this is what I was told. This little blonde girl would be a sign for me to know that my soulmate, my twin flame came into my life and we were supposed to do something together. Well, like I shared, I made a promise to myself, I'm willing to try anything and see if it works for me, even though it's like, whoa, this is, this is voodoo, voodoo here. <laughs> and I'm not sure about this channeling stuff, but I said, okay, I, I'm willing to go set me up as a channeling for a channeling. And she said, are you sure? And I said, yes, I want to go to a channeling. So I go to this channeling and um, very nice lady, kind of a little strange in a, in a half regular house in a half earth home. And it's so, it's kind of strange for me, but you know, I'm, I'm as open as I can be, you know, it's a little fear going on inside. Like what, what's going to happen to me? And, and a lot of disbelief. So we we talked for a while. She tried to calm me down. I, I was cool and calm. You know, I'm an airline pilot, right? Cool and calm. Uh, obviously, she could tell my energy wasn't cool and calm. So she's giving me tea and I'm drinking tea. Uh, and we finally go back in the room and she says, I can channel for you three ways. I can I can consciously channel. I can get out of the way. Let them come through and you'll be talking to them through me. Or I can ask them questions and, and then give you the answers that I get. Or you can ask questions and I'll tell you what I hear. And it's like, oh, man, I, I, want, I want the full money, right? I, I'm, I'm, here for, I, I'm here for a channeling, so I want the channeling. I want you to let them come through. So it's very interesting that um, it, the, 
I, I know it was just the room calming down when she closed her eyes and started to to go in to get the energies. Um, I know it's just the the room calming down, but it felt like the room got darker. And so I'm justifying, okay, there's clouds outside, they're coming up over the mountains. So that's why the room got a little bit darker. So I justified there. Then I'm watching this lady and her posture changes in her chair a little bit. It, it seemed to me like her facial features were changing just, just minutely. And it was like, wow, this lady's a great actor. Justify, right? Great actress. She's doing well. She starts to talk. She had a, a deeper, a more raspy voice. Wow, what a great actress. So, you know, justify, justify. Um, that first energy that came in introduced himself as Archangel Michael. And he talked about my childhood. He talked about how life was going right now. Um, just trying to help me understand the journey I've been on and why I was on that journey. At, once again, Okay, well, Mary told her about my childhood. Uh, Mary told her about what's going on right now. Mary told her about this little blonde girl. So I was able to justify everything that was going on as, as the energy Archangel Michael was sharing with me. But at the, at the same time, you know, I have this curiosity. And um, I didn't realize the energy in my body at the time. But the energy in my body was so high through this two and a half hours of channeling that at the end of the channeling, I had a golf shirt on and you could have taken that shirt off and went like this. And there would have been water running out as it was wrung out. So Michael says, there's other energies that want to talk to you. Are you willing? Well, of course I'm willing. I'm here. Let's let's have it. So I watched this lady's posture change again. I kind of watch her facial features change a little bit. She seems a little more jovial and um, she starts talking again. And that energy introduced himself as Archangel Raphael, the, the Archangel of healing. Yeah. Um, very, very jovial. And it was, it was, it was a whole nother personality coming out of this lady once again great actress yeah she's doing a really good job she you know she she's got me sold i'll have other people come talk to her because she's so good type of thing well Raphael started talking to me and he said i'm in your life right now because you are here to heal hearts and open hearts but you have to heal and open yours first and i'm going to do it I'm going to help you on that journey. And I'm going to do it with red hair, blue eyed people. So Mary's oldest is red haired, blue eyed. There's three other people that have come into my life recently, red haired, blue eyed. So, oh, Mary told her, you know, red haired, blue eyed people. <laughs> and then Raphael said, as an example, do you remember walking through Walmart last week? And a little boy stood up in his stroller and was watching you and he wouldn't take his eyes off you. And he followed you through the store and he fell out of his stroller and his mom caught him just before he hit the floor. And I said, yeah, I remember that. And he said, that little boy had red hair and blue eyes. And it was the holy shit moment. Pardon my language, but it was truly a holy shit moment. Because the mother knew, I knew, and that little boy knew. Nobody else knew of that experience. 
And it was in that moment, it was, if you believe this or not, it's obviously real and you need to pay attention. So the next, uh, it was probably another hour and 10 minutes or so of channeling. Uh, Ra, the sun god, came in and another energy, uh, a red energy, which we know, Mary and I know now was Quan Yin. But at the time, all we knew it was a female energy. So those, those four energies shared all this information with me more than I can remember. The vibration was so high, um, just, just like waking up from a dream. You know, the, as soon as your vibration comes back to relatively normal, everything's gone. That, that's kind of what happened from, from that point on. But before we ended it, Archangel Michael said to me, um, the four of us are going to come to you and start giving you information that you're supposed to bring to the world, that you're going to put in your programs that you offer. And when you hear a voice in the middle of the night, we want you to close your eyes if they're not already closed. We want you to look up. And if it's blue, it's Archangel Michael. If it's green, it's Raphael. If it's yellow, it's Ra, the sun god. And if it's red, it's this female energy. And from that point on, just about every night for five years, maybe, maybe even a little bit longer than five years, that energy came in. And I would wake up and I'd have all this information and I would take notes and I would jot it down very similar to what you've shared you've done. And then <clears throat> I might as well keep telling the story. We're on a roll. <laughs> and then after after so long of, of waking up at two in the morning or three in the morning with all this information and taking notes, Mary finally said to me, Vince, you're an airline pilot. You can't be waking up at that time of the morning. You've, you've got to get your sleep. So would you be interested in trying channeling yourself? And I said, no, no, not going to happen. And um, for about a year, she would bring it up every so often and I would tell her no. And then I finally got to a point that's like, okay, yeah, I'm tired. I'll try it. And uh, my first try at channeling was ugly at best. <laughs> I mean, uh, when the energy, the energy came in fairly quickly, but when it came in, my body could not handle it. I coughed and hacked and wheezed and, and, uh, you know, it was, it was just tough to, to even let the energy come in. Um, they, they were raspy throughout the channeling and, uh, but Mary got information and she was so excited because I actually brought the information in something that just years ago i didn't even believe in and just days prior to that i wouldn't even allow myself to try it but then you know i, I started channeling for mary on a regular basis uh and then some amazing coach came into my life and she asked me one day when are you going to start being authentic and it's like what the hell are you talking about I, i'm one of the most authentic people i know i don't hide anything and she said, well, then when are you going to start channeling for the world? And that was, what, four, four years ago now. And that's when I first started channeling for others. So we do a monthly free channeling now. I channel for people who are interested in, in doing one-on-one -on -one channelings. And 
every one of our training programs has at least one session with the round table as their coach. Okay. Right. So I can, I can coach at my level and, and I, I hold a fairly high vibration, but when the round table comes in to coach and, and you can't, you can't hide from the upper dimensions. They, they know everything. They even know what's going to happen 10 years from now. So yeah. they, they can hold you accountable for, for, where you want to go and, and what you're really saying to them. So it is, it's just been a, it's been a journey Zenith and a ride that I, I definitely wouldn't have believed yeah. 12 years ago, 13 years ago at, at all. I would have told somebody, you, you know, you're, you're really strange and you might want to get help. <laughs> but, but all these things happen that I couldn't deny. And now I'm teaching people how to get their own answers. I'm teaching them how to tap into their guidance and and hear the answers and actually write it down. Um, and, and that's what's going to change the world when we tap into the fullness of who we are, tap into that non-physical part of us. Yeah. So there's the story, my friend. Wow, that is quite a story. And uh, I may as well throw away everything that I've just written down because you've, you've covered it all. But yeah, you, you, that, that's quite a journey. And I guess looking back, you know, um, I guess we're in the middle of this here uh, journey and we, we kind of don't know where we're going and um, whether we're making progress or not. Um, you know, we get frustrated because we're, we're not attracting that growth as quickly as we, we want to. When it first happens, we want it straight away. I want it all. I want it straight away. I want it, I want it like yesterday. Um, and it doesn't happen like that for a number of reasons. You know, it needs to develop inside as we need to come to terms with it. But I guess looking back on your journey now, as you quite rightly mentioned there, you never would have imagined the person, the Vince back then, would be the Vince Vince now. It's almost, um, I guess it's almost like a, a, an overshadowing of your higher self upon yourself now. It's almost like you here at present is the higher self looking back upon that less evolved self? So I can really relate. It's it's just fascinating um, looking back at the person that you were. If you if you can, I know we can't quite measure spiritual growth, but when we look back at the person, when who we were compared to the person we are now, we can see so many changes within ourselves. So so many changes, and I guess um, the biggest change is is this desire to to share what we know, what we have learned in our journey with other people. But I, I just want to backtrack a little bit um, because you mentioned there, which I had actually written down um, about Mary and how she was your, your soulmate. Obviously, you didn't know at the time, but I guess it was fated for you to, to be together, but you were attracted to her energetically, which probably means you were attracted to, to her spirit. You know, you were attracted on a deeper deeper level and um, but it wasn't quite the right time um in around 2007 i think was when um imagine miracles was was created but i think i read that it, it didn't quite last and um, you kind of went your own separate ways um until you 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 met up again i'm just kind of wondering um was this the the next 10 years in which it started back up again or was it sooner than that 
because I know obviously you met Mary around that time, but it wasn't then. It was it was much later through the mutual friend. So so um, the two thousand and seven is when Mary came back into my life. Okay. Okay. Um, at that time, I was starting that Jack Canfield rules type business. And what I did was I brought three people in because I, I believe in community so much. I brought three other people in to be part of a company to take take the current message out. So one was going to talk about health. One was going to talk about abundance. One was going to talk about um, being happy in your life. And, and my part of the company was was the overall understanding of bringing that all together, kind of leaving a balance, living a balanced life. And, and that, that group got together. We, we had a plan exactly how we were going to deliver. We had a plan exactly what we were going to deliver. And we, we sat down and we brainstormed. And we came up with Imagine Miracles as the company. And as soon as we came up with Imagine Miracles as a company, and the interesting thing is one of the people that I was working with actually got the URL. So it was her URL. Right after we came up with it, there started to be infighting in the group. And within three months, four months of coming up with the name of the company, the company disbanded. And that's also the time that Mary was talking spirituality and everything else to me. So Imagine Miracles was, in my mind at that point, gone. But, you know, Mary brings up oneness and, and I'm looking up quantum physics. Oh, yeah, there is only one energy in the universe. Uh, Mary brings up that, you know, we affect each other's lives, so we have we, we can't believe that we're separate. Oh, oh yeah. Quantum physics, <laughs> quantum physics says that, you know, we, we affect each other and, and each person affects us no matter how far they are around the world. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started doing the work and I started attracting mentors in my life. Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, Debbie Ford, I, I would attract these people in so I could learn about the brain. I could learn about the body. I could learn about energy. I could learn about beliefs. And what happened was I, I was told by the roundtable, and, and we all know this, you can't stand on a stage or you can't coach someone about being something that you aren't yet. So the, the eight years... It wasn't quite eight years. I think uh, I think it was six years. And Imagine Miracles actually came back. I I was able to get the URL and, and everything else. But it it, it took me uh, eight years total to do a lot of the work that I talk about and share. A lot of the work that helps you realize who you are, realize why you're here, uncover the gifts, go back and find the gift in everything that happened in your life, no matter how much a victim you thought you were in it or how big the trauma was, the amazing gift that's in it and uncovering it. And that's when then Imagine Miracles started taking off with, with Mary and I 
bringing the the science and spirituality together to help people understand and grow and to to help the people who uh, found their spirituality but haven't found a way to bring it back to earth or haven't found their spirituality yet and can find their spirituality and bring their earthliness to it um so uh, about 2013 is where the programs really started to be developed and um, where I started to um, see where things were changing for me in a way that now I had exercises to put to the work. Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. <clears throat> The other thing and I, I wanted to mention there um, that you mentioned, um, because I I know um, quite a lot about this myself, is when, when you're first developing, when you're first awakening to this here, there's this inner fire that develops and you can't get enough knowledge. You, you want everything. You're pulled in so many different directions. Oh, I find this here, but this talks about this. So now I'll jump into this here. And I know that you, you've read thousands of books, attended hundreds of seminars, um, been to tons of workshops and I guess it's in those spaces as, as you mentioned as well that everything seems to align for you you find purpose you find um, enlightenment you find your goal in life but when you leave those environments it's kind of like well uh, the, the vibration goes back down to to the old kind of vents the old kind of zenith um and it, it's a source of confusion. It's it, it really is. You can how can I how can I have that high vibration in amongst those people and amongst those workshops? But yet when I leave that, I'm back to the same old me. And it's it's kind of like how do I how do I learn this? How do I, I think? But I think at some point in your journey, um, you start getting the answers for yourself. You stop. I guess you never stop learning from other people. But that becomes less important in your life when you begin to develop your own um, ideology, your own personal lessons and your own personal experiences. And so you start, um, I guess, learning to create your own vibration, learning to, to raise your own vibration yourself instead of relying on workshops and, and other things. They're just tools to, to, to point the way. I just wondered... Um, could you talk about that? And sorry, also, I guess you, you kind of take backward steps um, while you're searching and seeking for answers. Um, and there's a, a lovely quote that I'd um, published on my, my website from one of those higher dimensionals. It was from the quote entity where they, they talk about because we're so close to the light, every blemish, every flaw is magnified in us. So I just wondered, could you maybe just briefly talk about that as part of your your journey because i'm sure there's a lot of people watching this would be interested and kind of lost and confused and wondering how do i progress with this excellent question um briefly i'll try <laughs> um so so one of the things uh there you you really brought up about eight concepts through through what you just asked there for me um i, I think when we talk about workshops and in the high vibration in the the community, um, what I what I found through that is that um, and and that's why we provide it at Imagine Miracles. Um, it, it's not a one and done. You're you're part of the community from from now on if you go through one of our programs, because it's hard to 
it's hard to to even even if it's not spiritual information. If if you go into a self-help program, you go to Tony Robbins, you go to Jack Canfield, you go to these these guys and they they put you in the space of bringing your thoughts and feelings in alignment with who you've already created now. I mean, as soon as you have the thoughts, as soon as you have the feeling, as soon as you're in that energetic environment, you have created that in your life. So that high vibration is supported, as you say, by the group around you, but your vibration is there. And then, yes, as we go back into the the real world, if you will, um, we, we do move one, our vibration is going to drop a little bit because it's not used to being up there. We don't know how to hold it there. So it's going to drop naturally. But then we go back home and the people in our lives, they really don't want us to expand for fear, fear that you might leave them. You might not be around for them, fear that they might have to do the work themselves fear that they can't do the work. So in a, in a lot, and it's not conscious. I, I'm not saying you're going home and your spouse is going to say, okay, I'm going to pull you down because you're not going to, it's, it's subconscious. It's, it's our subpersonalities that are worried about change. We're, our personality, our main personality is not worried about change. It's the subpersonalities that are trying to hold us back from, from the change. So the, the thing that I believe in these workshops and everything is you have got to find a community and stay in that community because the community is going to help you hold the vibration up. You're responsible for bringing it up, but the community will help you hold it up. So, so that in itself is huge. Um, yes, I, I agree a hundred percent that after a while, but you, you have to do the work and you have to understand energy. You have to understand how you can support yourself. I mean, we, we've got an exercise that we give in our one, uh, our year long program. It's called the wow exercise. And it's just to help you go from a lower vibrational emotion up to the highest emotional vibration you can hold at the time just to bring your vibration up some you have to learn how to work with your energy you have to you have to learn that um, essential oils will assist your body in, in the higher vibrations you have to know that you might if you sing in the shower it's going to help you bring your vibration up uh, so it, it's learning about that but the interesting thing is um it's, I don't feel it's my own ideology. It's me learning to tap into the divine knowledge. It's me learning to tap into the knowingness of the universe. It's, it's truly raising your level of awareness is what? Raising your level of consciousness. So moving into a higher consciousness. And then, uh, you know, you, you can know, it goes back to this mentality thing. You can mentally know the different concepts that that are higher consciousness that are higher awareness but if you're not holding those concepts in your mind at the time and your mind is only what you allow in it at the time then you're still not going to come from a higher consciousness you're still going to come from the lower so it's it's 
the name of the game is know your purpose and learn how to master your mind. Because once you hold in your mind what you want to, to empower you and to empower others, then you're invincible and your vibration is going to stay higher. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> that, that, that really is brilliant. Um, <laughs> I could just feel the, the changes in the energy there as you're speaking. So um, <laughs> excuse me a second, I compose myself. Ooh. <laughs> um oh what was i what was i wanting to ask you there yeah i guess um it's it's like uh an analogy it's like a it's like a, a space shuttle it's like a rocket taking off you know and along our journey as we become um as our vibration raises as our um as, as we become more evolved as our spirit opens as we bring in more light as we develop great gifts like love and you know begin to understand we discard pieces of ourselves like like a like a space rocket you know like a space capsule in which it disc uh, discards two to three stages we, we parts of our personality drop away things that are no longer needed anymore and i guess it's 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 not um it's not an easy journey, I guess, this this opening this spiritual development. People seem to think, oh, it's it's an amazing thing. It, it can be very hard doing that inner work. It can be very hard to um, understand what you're going through, to try to, to break old habits that have held you down um, and old paradigms, um, and, and to go through energy shifts. Sometimes um, we feel on top of the world. Certainly, there's times where I feel I've got it. I've got it. Nothing's going to knock me from my journey. I am ready for ascension. Take me now. And then a day or two later, you know, it's bang. It's, it's straight back down to earth. Um, it is. And I guess those times are, are, are times where we have to realize that we have more inner work to do. I think that there's times where we, we think we've ascended the mountain but when we realize, uh, or when we have ascended that mountain, we look and we realize there's yet more peaks. So the journey never ends, um, I guess. And I, I wonder if there's something that you could talk to about that. Oh, oh my God. So I, I've got three things I want to talk about here. Uh, your questions are so amazing. So so thank you. Uh, let, let's do them in reverse order. So you, you talk about um, the journey never ends and there there's peaks. So the first thing I, I want to share is that um, we, we are constantly moving our vibration up. We're moving our vibration up as a collective. We're moving our vibration up as, as individuals. So if, you know, energy is a sine wave, right? An up and down sine wave. So there are the higher peaks. There are the lower pe uh, peaks. And the higher and lower peaks are, are really times that, you know, we, we build up our energy to expand and grow into, so I'm, I'm giving my hand here. We, we, build, we build up our energy so then we can expand as we move into the lower peaks. And, and we learn and, and experience. And now in the new experience, we can move up to the next peak. We can increase our energy on the way up. But it's a never-ending journey, never journey. Why? Because we, we are working towards bringing our vibration up to the vibration of the one true energy. 
we're trying to move our vibration up. First of all, in the in our earthly bodies, we can't take our vibration too high anyhow. But in the experience that we're having here, we're helping expand the universal energy, which means when we give up this spacesuit, then and we move into the energies, then we can move into the higher dimensional vibrations. But it's a constant journey because we're so good at what we're here to do. We're here to expand universal energy. We're here to expand source energy. We're here to expand God. And if we do our job right, then there's a higher vibration for us to reach. So it, it's, it's kind of a self-induced, non-ending journey of expansion and growth. Uh, but you know what? The, the alternative is if you're going to stop expanding, you're going to die. Sooner or later, that non-physical part of you is going to say, okay, we have fulfilled our mission. We're not growing, expanding anymore. Let's go back, decide if we want to come back and try it again, or if we want to be a guardian angel for, for a while or, or whatever we want to do, because each dimension has its unique purpose also in, in how they're here to deliver. So, so that, that expansion is really important. Um, the other thing that I want people to know is that we're shifting energy. And, and in our energy shifts, it, once again, I'm going to use, I'll use this now if I can get it there. Okay, so this is our trajectory, if you will. Here comes the scientist. Here's our trajectory energetically. And, and if we still have the sine waves of life, the sine waves of our energy, the drop in energy feels as big as so that the change in energies, how to say it. So if I'm at the, if I'm just getting started in my expansion, my lowest vibration in the expansion might be the same drop as the, the lowest part of my energy in the expansion, but the lowest part might be a higher vibration than the highest part when I first got started. Yes. But it doesn't feel that way to us because the change in the vibration feels the exact same, which then everybody goes back to, oh my God, I'm not expanding. Why am I wasting all my time? Why am I doing all this work? And the, the truth is you're at a higher vibration. And because you're at a higher vibration, you don't remember what the lowest vibration was that you've experienced before. Fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant explanation. Just before we move on to some of your um, courses and some of the things that you do, I just wanted to briefly talk. Well, there's two things I wanted to mention. Um, you mentioned, obviously, Archangel Raphael and Archangel Michael. Um, a good friend of mine has a personal connection with Archangel Raphael. But um, you also mentioned Ra, the sun god, and I'm Kind of wondering, is this anything similar to do with the um, Ra entity that was potentially channeled in the Law of One, if you're familiar with that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> is there something you could perhaps talk about along, along those lines? Well, let me let me give you my understanding through the roundtable and my understanding of, of my channeling and, and experience. 
So we we all come, we all choose to come into this earth as an energy stream. And the mission that we're here to do, first of all, the primary mission for all of us is to come in and experience the lowest vibrations of our stream, the highest vibrations of our stream, and then expand it. That's our primary mission. But then we have this secondary mission, if you will, our unique purpose. And that unique purpose is a certain difference we're meant to make or certain problems that we're supposed to help solve or maybe even certain energies that we're supposed to help support so they can um, live their mission. So there's an energy associated with that. So if, if we take the whole true energy, kind of goes to the Bible, you know, there, there's kind of 12 energies, the 12 tribes. And each one of us with the difference that we're meant to make is, a, is one of those strands or a combination of those strands. So with me having the guides that I have, I would say that if there's a blue strand, I, I, I carry the blue strand because of Michael. If there's a green strand, I carry the green strand. If there's a yellow strand, I carry the yellow strand. Um, so what, what I believe is that this energy is just one strand of energy and there's different dimensions of it. We choose to be the sixth, fifth, fourth, third, second, and first dimensions in our us coming to earth. So we have our higher self, our non-physical self, which is probably that four, five, six, seven, you know, it depends, depends on how connected we still are. And then our 3D part is that what the three third dimension, four, second dimension, first dimension. So when when we talk about connecting to energies, our guides are the higher dimensions of our energy stream or streams. So if somebody's channeling raw, they they carry that energy stream to earth. And that's why they have that connection. Now, some people can connect in channelings to lots of entities. They may have eight strands. They may have all 12 strands. What do they, what's the Bible say? Jesus is a, of the 13th tribe. Jesus carried all 12 energy streams. So everybody says, well, if that's the case, then how many combinations of energies can you have? It's like 186,000 different combinations of just those 12 strands. So I don't know if I answered your question, but um, Rob very rarely comes through me. Um, I have Metatron, Michael, but then, oh, that's where I, else where I wanted to go. I brought myself back. Thank you. Um, one of the things I want to share is we call that energy stream Archangel Michael because we relate mm -hmm. to Michael. That that blue energy stream is, is just the energy stream, but there might be thousands of blue energy streams that somebody else might relate to. Um I, I don't I don't know the the Buddha Hindu world, but Ganesh 
it relates to the yellow world. Um, so it gives us something, it gives our brain something to hold on to. Okay, it's Archangel Michael. You know, I grew up Catholic. I can hang on to archangels. <laughs> but for for me, um, when I first started channeling, I kind of saw a vision of a form. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The deeper I, the, the longer I do the channeling and the deeper I allow myself to get, now I only see color. Okay. Well, I, I did want to um, leave the channeling until we were after, but I think it makes more sense just to continue along this uh, this train of thought rather than sort of hop back and forth. So let's talk a bit about the channeling because you mentioned that the, the I am energies. And for me, I guess I am, I'm more familiar with the I am with the um, St. Germain. Um, I can't even remember that word, but it, it comes from Saint Germain, and um, Saint Germain obviously is part of the this group of the ascended masters <clears throat> who make up part of the the round table that you do. So you talk about the the I am energies. Could you could you maybe break that down then for the viewer? I I, I just did really. <laughs> Sorry. And, and no, don't. Um, so the I am energies is the wholeness energy, the, the one true energy with you, whatever you want to call it, that is the I am energy. And, and then each is a strand. St. Germain is associated with the purple strand. So, um, and, and the interesting thing is that if you connect to St. Germain, so if, if I sit down at if I sit down to channel for you, the interesting thing about the round channel, are you familiar with Abraham Hicks? Yes. Okay. So as when Esther channels Abraham, she's channeling the same energies all the time. When, when I sit down to channel, the energies are different. So if you're sitting there and being channeled, it's your energy streams that come in that talk through me and it's your higher self. I, I actually have the higher self energy come in and talk to some people. Um, if I sat down with somebody else, it's a different, it's a whole different set of energy streams. So, um, but the interesting thing is Zenith is it doesn't matter what energy streams come through. It's relatively the same message. It's just shared in the, a different way. So it's like, uh, the blue energy stream um, speaks Gaelic and the, the yellow energy streams speak um, U.S. and the orange ones speak, let's say, German. It, it's, it's the same message, but it comes through in a way that each energy stream can accept it. And it because... Oh, this is this is something that I probably need to talk about too. But um, we're we're not really learning down here. We're remembering. Yes, we already mm -hmm. know all of this stuff. So if if your guides are talking in a way that help you remember and tap back into the all knowingness, 
then then it's easy for you to understand. It's easier for you to absorb it into each one of your cells. It's easier for you to activate your DNA because our, our, our DNA is truly, and, and there's lots of scientists and doctors that have discovered this and talked about it. I went to, I've gone to a conference. Our, our DNA is less genetic than energetic. So we've got, we've got our DNA waiting to be activated mm -hmm. and, and to move into the next level. So I, I, I know I kind of went off in several tangents there. So did I answer the question? You did, absolutely. I, I just want to, to talk about um, your channeling thing because of, of some questions about that. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of interested when you started um, doing your channeling, did you immediately connect with the energy that identified itself with the round table or was it a trial and error experiment of just bringing through messages without any identification? You know, at what point did that happen for you where this energy came through and identified itself as, as the round table? Okay. Okay. So when I, when I first started channeling and when Mary asked me to share the information through me, um, it was the four energies that had been coming to me for for years. I, I I could see I could see the colors. I could I could tell when Ra was talking. I could tell um, I could see the colors in my head when it was happening. So when I first started channeling, it was just those four energies. And then um, and everybody, this is in the book that's going to be released in June. It's called Moments of Choice, um, but. What, what happened is then Mary's been my impetus or, or my pain in the butt <laughs> through, through our time together. So it's like, okay, well, you're, you're channeling now. When are you going to start channeling for someone else? When are you going to, when are you going to start channeling for someone else? So um, I just, I agreed to channel for a young girl who, was the daughter of a friend of ours. She was visiting us when we were living in California. And, and Mary said, would you channel for her? She's having a really rough time. She's, she's not suicidal, but you know, she, she's not happy with life. Would you channel for her? And it's like, no, I don't want to channel for anyone else. I don't want to be responsible for what comes through me. And um, she said, okay, I won't ask you again. Well, that night the energies came in. And when they came in, they said, you know, this is a gift of yours and you need to, and you need to share it. And this girl needs to hear the message that we want to share. And we chose you to do this. Um, one of the reasons that we chose you is because you know how to get out of the way. You know how to compartmentalize. So click, click, a gift of, of an airline pilot to learn how to lock the door and lock everything out and be safe and do your job. So and then, you know, so for me, my my first thought and that's how my communication was with them. I didn't talk to them out loud. My thought was, OK, I'll do this. But if one time I feel like I interfered in the channeling, I am done. And their word to me was, don't worry, we'll never let you interfere with the channeling. <laughs> so, okay. So, and then what they shared was that we 
Michael shared in this download that I was getting, I will be part of this channeling, but there's energies that are going to come in that are different than the energies that you're normal, normally used to seeing because they will be the guides of this girl. And then he said, I want you to understand that we are coming as equals. We are all the same energy streams. We are not better than you. We're not higher than you. We are all in this together to expand the universe. So we are going to call ourselves the round table like King Arthur's table, where we all sit around the table as equals. That's how the round table came about. Fantastic. Brilliant story. <clears throat> um, so I want to get on to your definition of channeling because I, I know you mentioned that in one of your blog posts there. Um, and I want to kind of tie that into what we would talk about here, or certainly the school of thought that is largely UK based, which they they call this ability trance. And they would say that channeling is different from trance. But let me get your definition of channeling first. Hmm. Well, for me, I'm willing to call it channeling because I'm a tube. I, I have learned to step out of the way. Most of the times I can hear what's going on, but I might not vibrationally be able to hold on to what's going on because they come through at a pretty high vibration. But I, I am a, a channel of universal knowledge. I'm a channel of divine wisdom and, and it flows through me. I'm able to step out of the way clear because um, I don't interfere in any way. Conscious because I'm aware most of the time. The only time I'm not aware is when I start to have my own opinions on what's coming through. And then it's not like, you know, when I first started channeling, and one of the reasons I, I didn't want to do it is because I was always told, well, they take you out. You go to someplace else and you're learning while the channeling's happening. And it's like, no, I, I don't want that to happen. I, I, first of all, you're giving up parts of your life. Um, so I, I don't want that to happen. But, but what I've learned is they, they don't really take us out. They just raise our vibration so high that we can't get it. It doesn't, it doesn't resonate with us. I mean, when I get taken out of a channeling, when they, my vibration so high that tears run out of my eyes because all I feel is love. I feel love at such a level that I just can't hold it in my body. The tears just, just run down my face. So, um, so that's my definition of channeling. Yeah, it's, it is very interesting. As I said, it's just, um, in, in, in a kind of UK based environment, they talk about trance and sometimes when, because as you know, I'm, I'm a developing channel to a developing trance channel, whatever you want to call that. And they talk about maybe a few different levels, obviously the uh, conscious channel. But first of all, they would talk about um, 
channeling as done, which is inspirational, which comes from the higher self. Then they would talk about channeling and they would talk about like a deep state of trance in which you're almost unconscious um, in which you feel those higher dimensional beings come so close into your vibration that you are locked into place. Um, so they would say that that's the kind of highest form of trance. And I, I'm just not too sure that I, I, I sort of agree with that. Who am I to say after overthrowing 100 years of, of trance channeling? But I think that just maybe times have moved on. And um, I think that perhaps the definitions of trance, the definitions of channeling, maybe just aren't quite the same as perhaps they, they, they would have been in that in those days. And I think that you're right. It's just different levels. It depends on the level of entity that you can that you can hold and the level of your channeling, how advanced it is. I don't necessarily know whether I think that, okay, well, you've 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 the higher self, tensely you do. Then you have various channels, um, channeled entities, but it's a sort of universal consciousness. And then in trance, they would say, well, that's the spirit coming through. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't sit quite right with me. I sit and go, well, that's the spirit come through. But what you're channeling is obviously what they would call the spirit because it's a very high dimensional entity. So I, I'm just kind of, it's something that I've been kind of rolling about in my mind and trying to find this kind of hybrid is about what what constitutes trance and what constitutes channeling. And I'm just wondering, would you have any thoughts Certainly. Uh, Once once again, spectacular question. Um, First of all, the collective energy has changed. The vibration of the collective is higher. The vibration of channels are higher. We're willing to open ourselves up to spirituality differently than than before. So... um, we're just because we're higher vibration, just because we're able to open ourselves up, we can ch- channel higher vibrations than they could in the past. Um, if you look at a lot of the channels in the past, um, they ended up becoming very secluded because of the the vibrations that were coming through them. They weren't able they weren't able to hold the vibration as much because the collective didn't support the higher vibration. So I, I think, yes, things have evolved over time. Uh, the, the roundtable's goal is for me to be not needed. The roundtable's goal is for me just to be a level of confirmation. I mean, that's why, and we'll talk about this in the programs, that's why we teach people how to tap into their guidance. Because it's not about channels. It's not about psychics that can read your energy at the time and tell you your energy right now is going to produce this. I mean, that's what that's what a psychic does. Read your energy and tell you this is this is what you're going to manifest in this current energy. And we can all we can all tap into all of that. So it's we're we're all expanding. People can people can take things differently. I think one of the reasons that I I ended up bringing into this world uh, a gift that was going to be channeling is because who in the world would think uh, 
a military pilot that's been to war, uh, a football player, a guy who's 6'5", 240 pounds, would be channeling these energies in. Because it's just being the example for all of us to know that it's coming. And, and a lot of it has to do with, in the past, people, it wasn't that they could hold the energy. It wasn't that they could bring the energy up to receive. They just chose people to bring the high energy through. In a lot of ways, it, it, it ruined those people. It ruined them mentally. It ruined them physically. But but now, because we're learning to bring our vibration up, they can they can bring the higher vibrations through us so much easier. And, and I'll t- I'll tell you, it's messed with me physically, Zenith. I mean, I've had time. I I've sat down and done done. Ooh, excuse me. I've <laughs> sat down and done an hour and a half channeling, and couldn't get up and walk for a while. I had to to let my body, my ligaments. And everything just settled down before I could get up and walk. So it, it, the energy is still affecting us. But um, I, I, I don't think we have to go to that place anymore where we're, we're just completely gone for the energies to come through. Yeah, yeah. Would you find it difficult um, if you're that far down? Would you find it difficult coming back around, coming back out of it? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Um I'll give you a link where everybody can can join one of our channelings. We do a free monthly channeling every month. Um, what you'll what you'll find is um, as I come out of the channeling, just about every part of my body can handle the energy now, but my eyes. So I I can't channel with my eyes open because the energy's too much. And then when I come out, I still have so much energy in my eyes, like in the, the third eye. So, so where's the communication chakra, right? The communication chakra is your throat. Uh, where's your connection to, to guidance, you know, your, your third eye. So this whole area is, is just so full of energy. So it takes me a while, one, to open my eyes, and then it takes me a while for my eyes to focus. So it, it takes a while to come out. When I, when I first w- was channeling and the higher vibrations c- came in, I-, I would just fall asleep. <laughs> and I would sleep for an hour when the higher vibrations came in. But then, you know, your body gets used to it. Uh, I, I hold my vibration at a pretty high level. I mean, uh, trust me, my subpersonalities get me like everyone else's and my beliefs come into effect and the mirrors in my life come into effect all the time and my vibration drops. But as a whole, I hold a pretty high vibration now. Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant explanation. So I want to move on now to um, some of the things that you do. Um, we we obviously know we have imagined miracles and I guess you talk about imagine, it's short for imagination, which is a very sorely misunderstood um, ability and concept in our life and miracles because um, I guess it's hard when we grow up in a science-dominated environment, 3D reality, to imagine that anything could affect our reality. But this truly is what it is when you um, are aware of those higher dimensions and the, the effect that they can have on our reality, then it can seem like miracles 
actually are taking place. But knowing kind of what we know now, we know that it's just kind of the the influence of the universe and these higher dimensional energies that come in to, to affect our reality. Um, so <laughs> I guess there wasn't the question. That. Yeah, so imagine miracles. Um, I guess it's 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 like a personal, well, I know that um, the one that you have mentioned is CREATE, C-R-E-A-T-E, mm-hmm. and that's a personal roadmap in discovering who you are, uncovering your talents. Um, is that a subset of Imagine Miracles? Well, I guess it all they all are because you've, you've different things on it. But could you talk a bit about that? Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain the, the whole concept of, of Imagine Miracles and how it was put together. Um, first, I, I got something for you to consider. Um, there is no reality except our reality. Mm. Your reality is yours. Mine's mine. And that's a concept that's really hard, was really hard for me to grasp. But um, the effects that higher vibrations have on us is, is just us being able to connect to the higher vibrations and hold it in our consciousness. So every single creation is our own creation. And, and our reality is different than every single person's reality by far. And, and that's a tough concept to hold on to, but, but it's so important. I mean, even quantum physics tells us that we're the creator of our reality as the observer. Mm-hmm. And all that means is because we observe the world around us, we choose what reality is, which means our beliefs are huge in our perceptions of reality. So I, I just wanted to show, throw that out to everybody because it, it's not the higher vibrations creating our lives at all. And that's why sometimes it's really hard to bring people into imagined miracles because I'm, I'm all about realizing that we're responsible for every single thing that happens in our lives, in our perceptions, in our energy, in our choices. So, so that's big. So imagine miracles. So um, why imagine miracles, first of all? So imagine is really visualization with thought, feeling, and bringing your five senses in. So that's where you say imagination is really what it's about. Two things. If you close your eyes and you imagine and you bring a visualization in, and you bring as many emotions in as you can in your experiences of your five senses. So I hear people say this. I feel that when they say this. I smell this in the air. I feel when I I see this and smell this. This is the feeling that's going on in my body. You've, you've created something that your mind doesn't know the difference between if it really happened on the outside or if it happened on the inside. Your brain grabs a hold of that, says, oh, that's a new experience, opens a file cabinet drawer, sticks it in there, and now it is part of your reality. It's part of your life. But also, the universe speaks in electromagnetic waves. Your brain is electromagnetic, and the thoughts put electromagnetic out. Most of them electro, some magnetic. Your heart puts electromagnetic waves out, mostly magnetic, some electro. 
So if your thoughts and feelings aren't in alignment, you're not going to create exactly what you want. You're going to create something because we are always creating all the crap in your life. You created all the amazing things in your life. You created because we are truly the creators. So how do we bring our thoughts and feelings together? So that's what imagine is all about. That's why we, we use the term imagine a miracle. We have a different definition through an act of love, sharing your gifts and talents in a way that others can share theirs. And the miracles that happen in our lives, look at, if you look at, just go to the Bible. You don't have to believe in the Bible. You don't have to believe in anything else, but read the stories about Jesus's miracles. Mm -hmm. He was using his gifts and talents to help others. That's where our definition of miracle came from. Just using your gifts and talents through an act of love. Yeah. So imagine <laughs> miracles. So then all these downloads over the years, Zenith, all came to, um, it's, Vince, you can go out and channel and you could be, a famous channel like Abraham. You can be a famous channel as Paul Selig. You can be a, a famous channel, but your gifts and talents are in alignment with taking the guidance and helping people live it in the 3D world. You know, I, I said that all through our lives, we develop gifts and talents. I, I, I've been training my entire life. I know how to write a lesson plan. I know how to train. I know, how, I know how to spend 10 minutes with you and know how you learn. So it was for me to, okay, this guidance that I've got, some of it's out there already. Some things of guidance I've got isn't out there yet. Some I say some things sometimes in our classes. It's like, where did that come from? Well, I, I'm telling you, that's the way it is. Well, where can I go read more about it? You can't, <laughs> you know, but it, it's... That's what I chose to, to come through. So when we started looking at the materials coming through and I started tapping into guidance and saying, okay, well, if, if that's what I'm here to do, then I'm, I'm really here to help people remember why they came into the world <coughs> to uncover your unique purpose. Mm -hmm. And then, so we call that discover. Then, okay, you know why you're here. How do you live it and what's going to try to get in the way? And how do you move beyond what gets in the way? We call that create. And now, okay, you've, you've created that life. How do you live it? How do you bring the universal laws in? How do you bring the quantum laws in? How do you understand the energy of you? Because 88 days before you were born, you took a download of universal energy as a, as a being. Mm -hmm. The day you were born, you took another download of universal energy. That energy is who you are and how you're going to live your life. And then we're born in this 3D earth. We needed an operating system to be able to operate with other people, to interact with other people. So then we developed a personality. 
So there's two things that we have to understand and know how they come together. The personality we develop, and Mary and I use the Enneagram to help people understand that. But then the energy of you and how important it is to understand the energy and how you mesh with others and how you, and, and we use human design. And we actually use um, Carrie, Kirk, Carrie Curry Parker's quantum human design to help people understand that. So for the Discover, I created the Your Unique Purpose formula. It's five questions. Who am I? What do I have to offer? Why am I here? How do I live my purpose? Now do I know it? And where am I right now? Because you need an origin to get on your destination. And, and through that, we teach people in, I use four different ways. I've got some others, but I use four different ways to teach people to tap into their guidance. Because I can make you a great Vince, but I cannot make you a great Zenith. You have to find your own answers to make yourself the fullness of, of you. So that is the discover part. We use your unique purpose formula to do that. Then in create, we use the create model. So one, I teach you how to create. I teach you how to use your thoughts and feelings. I teach you how to bring that in. I teach you how to use intent to master your mind. I teach you how to use allowing to keep you from self-sabotaging all the time. And then the next thing is, okay, you know how to create your life. Okay, how do you keep your vibration up? How do you bring your vibration up to match what you want? Because, yeah, you can put the energy out there, but if you don't maintain it, you're not going to create it. So, so we teach you that. And then we teach you how to uncover your shadows, how to uncover your beliefs, how to talk to your egos. Because it's not about getting rid of your ego. No matter what you've read in any book out there, you're not going to get rid of your ego. you got to become a friend with it. you got to become a partner. Um, I've got to a point where the my protector, the one that kept me safe from people trying to get me, now calls itself the executive assistant and just kind of, just kind of lets me know who's coming through the door, <laughs> which... Which is great. You know, I've got a, I've got a partner through that. And, and then, okay, how, how do you empower yourself and others once you know all of this stuff? And then it's about the community that you surround yourself with. Are they talking the same way? Are, are they like-minded? Are they like-hearted? So that's what the, the create model is. And then we step into the understanding of energy really deep in the live part of it. And I use quantum thought for that. So step into the deepness of it understand your energy and how it works understand the people that you need to attract into your life to fill your design because you're you're designed as a puzzle piece really we're we're all designed with those two influxes of energy of this puzzle piece and we've got to find how we put ourselves in the puzzle so now all these other puzzle pieces can fit around us and make us that much more powerful. So those are the steps. And then we have a, we have workshops and everything. One of the most important workshop you can think of is what do I want? Well, I have a, what do you want workshop? Because one, we don't know what we want. We always know what we don't want. Mm -hmm. And, and even if we think we know what we want because marketing's helped us, other people's told us what we should want, we see these successful people and we see how their life is and, 
if I mimic that, because that's what we've been taught, right? If we mimic that life, then we're going to experience the same thing. And the truth through all of that is, once you know why you're here, now choose your wants around why you're here. Because you want to talk about high vibration, live your purpose. And if your wants are all around your purpose, and that doesn't mean you can't want a really nice car or a really nice house. You know, Mary and I bought a, a big retreat center because during that time of our life, we wanted to bring community together. You know, we had a really, really, really nice place to live. And it was in alignment with what we want, but it was also in alignment with who we are. And then when it was time to release it, we released it, you know, let it enfold right back into the universe. So that, so that's what Imagine Miracles is as a whole. It's really, you know, I, I'm here truly to help people love themselves so they, so they can love others, just like that little five-year-old knew. And like you said, it took me 45 years to get back to the five-year-old to understand that, which means you're, you're here for a purpose. You're unique. You're so, pardon my language, I'm going to say frickin'. You're so freaking special and so important in this world as your puzzle piece that you have to live your purpose. You have to because there's others out there waiting for you. And that doesn't mean you have to change your job. It doesn't mean you have to be a channel. It doesn't mean you have to be a psychic. It means you have to use your gifts and talents in a way that makes the difference that you're meant to make. I want, yeah. I want to sh share one thing because I, I know you got another question for me here, <laughs> but I want to share. I had somebody that I took through the Your Unique Purpose formula through the, it, we call it the Take a Quantum Leap program. It's a quantum leap in awareness. I took her through the program and what she uncovered was she was here to support others in bringing their gifts. And she was so despondent, Zena. It's like, oh, my God, that's not an important purpose. And it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Do you realize that you're more important than they are? Because without your support, they can't live their purpose. So you're, you're so important. So don't put yourself down because I'm not here to feed the whole world or I'm, I'm not here to to create freedom, or I'm not here to stop whatever, you know, that if you're here to support, that's huge. I had another mother that had trouble through her purpose. She said, I, I just, everything that keeps coming up for me, you know, I'm here to support these children. And so I, you know, I really don't have a purpose when they're, they're gone. What am I going to do? She asked the round table and the round table said, your child is going to make such a big difference in this world. You cannot imagine. And your child's not going to be able to do that if they didn't have you living your purpose. So, yeah, it's so important for people to know that. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And I really do resonate <clears throat> with that message. Um, just a little part of my own, as I mentioned, I'm developing um, channeler. Um, I also do spiritual healing, and I was also developing my my mediumship and stuff. But I guess um, I feel more drawn to this here 
And it's not because I want to be famous or I want to uh, have my face plastered everywhere. We talked a little bit, you know, about my background and how it's taken me quite a, a change in thought process and how I want to to be of service. To actually sit here right now and you know do an interview with you and you know speak to everyone, it's just simply that I want to um, be of service in the best way that I can. And part of that meant that um, I had to, for the time being, give up the development of one of those um, gifts. Uh, and I chose to, for the time being, give up the development of, of mediumship because I thought, for me personally, it's the least important of the three disciplines that I'm doing. It's potentially what draws most people to it because it's very kind of showy, if you like. And um, the focus is all about you. Whereas I felt healing was a very more personal and very more um, important part um, in people's lives and society as a whole, because of, as we talked about either at the beginning of this podcast or just before, the world needs healing right now. And I just feel drawn to, to the nature of this here, bringing through messages um, from those higher dimensional entities to get that message through. But I guess kind of what I'm getting at here is that, as you rightly say, you're not Abraham, you're not any of these famous channels, you're you and you're doing what you need to do in life to affect humanity as a whole. So I think in a way that that's kind of what I'm trying to do. It might seem a bit um, backwards. Well, you've kind of given this up to put yourself in the spotlight. But for me, it's not about putting myself in the spotlight. It's about taking a step back so that I can be more of service to a greater variety of people through doing this here and by having guests like you on to, to talk about the fabulous concepts that you already, that you, that you've just mentioned. And um, so that's just something I wanted to mention you that I really resonate with that message of you. Now you've talked quite a lot there about living in alignment with yourself. And I just want to bring Mary into this because, you know, it can be all about the Vince show and it can be all about the Zena show. And Mary, as you quite rightly mentioned, is a massive, part of your life and would you would not be where she is about with, without without her and has opened your mind up to so many concepts. She has her own um, course that, that she does, which is living in alignment with yourself. Um, who are you developing the, the person from the outside to the inside? Could you just tell us a little bit about Mary's course? Certainly. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Mary first. Um, it's definitely not the Vince show for, for sure. Each one of our programs is both of us. You, you never, you never get just one. It, it, it's both of us through because, um, because, because I understand developing courses, I understand, you know, bringing the energies together. Um, all our courses are developed for the both of us to be together. Mary brings a whole nother set of, of talents to, to the world and, and a whole nother set of gifts. So um, everything in Imagine Miracles is, is both of us. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm the face sometimes, but, you know, um, her intuitive abilities, her ability to connect to people and, and know exactly where they are um, when, when I'm coaching, sometimes I, I, I write a note to Mary 
what are you thinking here? What's going on? Because I'm not picking it up. And, and she could write me a book on what's going on inside that person. She feels them and knows them. So that's huge. Uh, the other thing that, that Mary brings, one, she's a healer also. We've, we've actually developed a couple um, healing modalities and they're, and they're, they're more um, preparation modalities to help people tap in. To, to use their CSF, their spine, uh, cerebral spinal fluid, to tap in, to use the, their chakra systems to tap mm -hmm. in. So she, she does a lot of work with uh, the people on the call can't see, but there's, uh, or, or yeah, they will be able to see. There's uh, sound bowls behind me. She's, she's a, an oils expert. Um, so she brings that in. But also what Mary is really good at as we go through your unique purpose. Um, the first thing that you uncover is what we call your quintessence. Your quintessence is the real and concentrated essence of you. It's the energy of your higher self, if you will, that shines out. And even if you cover your heart up and build a big wall, that energy shines out of you. People can feel it up to a half a mile away. And so that's when someone walks in the room, you know them. And it's like, wow, I really like this person. And, and then they open their mouth and they, they start showing you their mask. And it's like, whoa, that's not the energy that I get out. So that's Mary's expertise. This is your energy. How do you show your energy? How do you dress your energy? How do you start tearing down the walls to the heart? So when people come in contact with you, they're not confused because a lot of times people will walk away from you because your energy doesn't match who you're being in that moment. So that's, that's another one of Mary's huge gifts. Brilliant. Um, and just a few other things. There's, there's a, I touched on love there, which I, I do want to get to, but I, I do want to get more of a flavor for some of the things that you do. So the people who are watching this, who are listening to this can, can potentially have their ears pricked up about some of the things that you offer. Another one of the courses that you offer is the master circle or sorry, Merkle circle mastermind. And that's obviously designed to accelerate your journey towards bringing purpose to the world. Um, it was developed to um, help people live the life that they were meant to lead. And could you just maybe talk a bit about that and with the difference between that and some of the other courses that you offer? Yeah, you bet. So Take a Quantum Leap is the Discover course. And we have a few things that lead into it. We have a Divine Leap course. Um, and, and then when you've uncovered your purpose, we go to that Create model that I shared. The quantum circle or the miracle circle is that create course. So we come together for a year and the first six months you learn concepts. I give you all these great exercises that you can use to create, that you can use to discover the, those parts of you, that you can learn to reframe all those parts of you. That's in the quantum circle. Um, and then after the quantum circle, we have a quantum thought course. And that quantum thought course is the, bringing the energy and understanding the, the Enneagram, understanding all of that. But then what, you know, Mary, Mary and I are, are here to help you make a difference. 
to, to get to you. So we also have what we call, call it two things. One, we have a quantum immersion. Quantum immersion is where an individual comes and spends a weekend with us and we do an intensive deep dive to help you, one, um, discover those parts of you that you're supposed to bring to the world and then come up with a plan to deliver them. And during that weekend, I use a technique that I'm certified in to help you talk to your ego personalities just let the egos come through and also help you be a channel. So we bring your chosen trusted source through and they talk through you. So we do that during, during the week. And then the people that sign up for that quantum immersion course, they also get um, a, a pretty heavy coaching program around that. So they get a weekend with us and then 10 coachings plus they get to be part of the quantum circle. So the quantum immersion is for one person, but through our experiences, what what we share earlier, we're here to be the example, right? Yeah. And, and you said it so perfectly that Mary and I came together and we're supposed to be together. There was no doubt. In, in that experience, we learned that Mary has a divine intent, her reason, her why for being here. I have a divine intent, my reason, and my why for being here. And then we have one together. And the interesting thing is the tendency is when couples come together, they, they do away with their why. They do away with their divine intent and they start living the couple's divine intent. So what we do in the immersion is help you each find your reason for being here. Then the reason that you're together, why you came together. And then how do you live all three of those? Because usually if you do a combined divine intent, somebody comes to the forefront and someone falls off and they feel like they're not part of it. So it's really about, so the bridge, uh, we call it the bridge to possibilities. It's, it's the two of you learning why you're here and to make sure that you live that. And then understand the two of you coming together is, is also a journey that you're supposed to be on. So those, those, are, those are our programs beyond... The, the free channelings and the channeling uh, for those that, that really want to go deep with the round table. Um, mostly that. And then in, in on the back burner, because Mary and I truly want everyone to know that we're all the same, is, is to travel to different places and get people to see the world behind the scenes not what you see as a, a tourist or whatever. So Mary and I have had the opportunities to have dinners with many families in, in their homes in Kuwait and in Saudi Arabia and Guatemala and Mexico. We've actually been in people's homes and had the opportunity to see that we truly are all one. I don't know, but you you must have um, a psychic ability because you. I may as well just wrap up my script here because you <laughs> you just keep answering all of the questions that I that I had. Um, yeah, that's that's absolutely fantastic, and I, I guess it's really important to to let people know 
um, the real people behind uh, the portrayal on the on the website that were, were just ordinary people. And I really love that you offer that course to bring couples and you know partners together to help them understand. And I guess that that wouldn't be possible unless you two were living in alignment with each other. So it's it's kind of this symbolic relationship. Um, I guess the what I what I kind of because we're going to be wrapping up here soon is you mentioned the, the the power of love there, and that's something that plays a very very important part in my life. Um, it's something that came to me um, when I was just trying to, to to understand what this love was, and it's something that, that kind of just blew me away. One day, I just woke up and I heard a song in my head, and I was just playing it. I was imagining these um, these these kind of fireworks of light going off in my head, and it was just sending my vibration through through the air. And as I went about my day. I started listening or hearing the titles of songs in my head and I go, I don't even like that song. I'm not a lovey person. You know, love is in the air or love is all around or uh, I want to know what love is by Foreigner. And I was, <laughs> I don't even like these songs. But all of a sudden, I began to hear the words in a different way. You know, love is all around. Yes, this makes total sense to me. Love is all around. Um, I feel it in my fingers. I feel it. Yeah, I can understand this now. I want to know what love is, you know. Uh, all these different songs related to love. And I just began to listen to them in a completely different and deeper understanding. And from there, it's been trying to develop this, this deep vibration of love, seeing everyone as a unique part of creation, as a, as a part of the creator, understanding that they're just a different vibrations that, that I am. And if they had the, the understanding and the insight that I had, they wouldn't be, you know, behaving in the manner that they did, especially when that person um, potentially, you know, causes some sort of reaction in you, you know, through, through some sort of negative interaction. It, it's this kind of deep understanding. Well, if they had the insight, you know, that I had, they, they wouldn't even be behaving in that way. So it's a, it's a developing thing and it's, it's something that I try to, you know, try to, to hold on to and try to project on the people when they're in conversations with me. If Even if they're not anyway inclined and spiritual, I'll let them talk and, and in my mind, I'll just try to project this, this idea of love. And I guess love is more than the love that we share between a husband and wife, a partner um, or two partners or, e or even a family. It's this universal consciousness that created the entire universe and I for me it underpins everything that I do everything that I talk about so take away the healer take away the channeler take away the psychic medium take away the the blogger the the podcast host and we have this central tenant of love which is the most important underlying thing that we can that we can do and we can try to develop in our life and I I heard you mention love a couple of times and I'd just love to get your love. There's that word again. I'd love to get your, your thoughts on it. Well, you did, you did such a good job, first of all, to, to really lay it out there for everyone. So my, my, the way I look at love is one, yes, it, it's completely different than the physical love. It, it's, it's truly stepping into uh, oneness. It's truly stepping into the place where you understand that um, there, 
there is that part of you, some people would call it the divine feminine. Um, there is a part of you that is compassion, empathy, um, understanding of oneness, um, a, a creator of ideas. And, and then there's that part of us that's the builder, the divine masculine, the protector. And, and what love is inside us, in each one of us, is bringing that together in wholeness. To accept and understand that we truly are everything. That's, that's the holistic and the holographic part of us. We are everything. We are that one true energy. And if we're the one true energy, we're the highest vibration, right? That the, and the highest vibration is love. So, so the word love for me is describing bringing me as an individual into my highest vibration of accepting, loving every part of me, even the parts that, that might not be considered even in my mind good parts. But because I'm everything, I am it. So I have to learn to, to embrace it, to love it. So it, love is bringing that together. But then also understand that, that we truly aren't separate. And when we do what we can to bring our gifts and talents to the world, when we do what we can to deliver our message and to deliver our uh, difference to the world. We're coming from a place of oneness and that's the love. That is absolutely beautiful and a fantastic explanation and definition of love. I, I truly do enjoy listening to you and enjoy listening to your, to your thoughts. Um, they really do inspire me. Um, yet yeah, I completely and absolutely am in sync with that. Um, I obviously, you've already mentioned that you and Mary love to travel. So you've kind of taken that part away from me. But yeah, I, I would love to travel too. And I love exploring and seeing different cultures and people in their own native environment, even away from the kind of touristy things. Um, I think it's so important um, to develop that understanding because, yes, we talk about being connected and part of the all and part of these higher dimensional entities. But we're here on Earth. We're also human beings. And it's only through the immersion of different cultures, different ideologies, and getting to know people beyond the surface details that we get a true flavor for who they are. And we begin to understand that we're not quite different. Um, and when we do that there, we eliminate concepts such as racism, segregation, um, the, the current problems with immigration that we see in the world. Um, and, and we begin then to, to realize that we are kind of all one. Um, so this is, this, is the, this is the great challenge to see beyond the, the suit of clothes that we currently inhabit and realize that underneath that, we are all light. We are all part of a spark of the of the divine infinite. And um, so I don't really know what more you could add to that because you've already talked about that. I just think it's a fantastic thing. And I, I didn't know that you'd been in contact in, in people's houses. And I just think that's a beautiful thing where people, you know, bring, especially, dare I say, Americans who generally don't have a great reputation 
um, certainly in European countries, but people who have taken to you, taken to your wife, trust you enough, have made a connection enough with you to, to invite you into their family home for dinner. I, I just think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it must be an absolute honor to, to have that and to have experienced that. It is, it is. And, and the hearts of people around the world are, are just absolutely amazing. And I think one of the things that I want to share, because I know we're getting close to, to wrapping up here, I, I want to share that there are no mistakes or coincidences in the world. I mean, quantum physics tells us that, spirituality tells us that, you know, we're, we're attracted to and we see things in our lives that are, that first need to be worked on inside of us. When we talk about racism, where do we not like the different parts of me? You know, where, where do I segregate? Yeah, because that's, that's what the world's showing me. Where, where am I in conflict? You know, the first thing that, that, that I want everybody to do, and I know it's really tough, and, and you say, well, it really has nothing to do with me. It's happening around the world. But, you know, the, the, what's going on right now in the Ukraine and it, no matter what you feel about Putin, no matter what you feel about uh, either of the peoples, you know, what is Putin showing you about you? Mm. You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a part of you that can overtake someone. There's a part of you that can be brutal. And for you to be completely fulfilled, for you to feel the love and to emanate love all the time, you have to take the wall down around your heart. That's, that's where we shine our light. So we have to take that wall down. Well, that wall, we believe, was to protect us from others. But if you think about your life, you've built this wall. Do you still get hurt? You get hurt all the time. So that wall's not keeping you safe. That wall's not protecting you. That wall's just keeping people from seeing the real you. And the real you is everything. So you have to learn to love all those parts. So then you're willing to brick by brick, rock by rock, dirt by dirt, grass by grass, take that wall down so you can shine your light out into the world. It's not the wall that protects you. It's your love and light being shined out that doesn't let the negative energies penetrate. Beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. And I'll just tail onto that by saying that in a way, it's becoming vulnerable. In a way, it's letting down your guard. It is becoming naked before the world. It's standing before the world and saying, this is me. This is me in all of my um, glory. This is me in all of my not-so-glory. I can't think of a, a better word for that. Um, this is who I am. You, you can see every, every aspect of me. You can poke at me. You can prod at me. You can make fun of me. I potentially will be hurt. I will be hurt by names, but here I am. But it's only by doing that that we inspire others to uh, take down the wall around their heart, as you quite rightly mentioned themselves, to, to be inspired by, the, your, by your vulnerability, by your um, confidence to be naked in front of people, to say, here, here is me. Um, and quite often in society, we, um, I'm trying to make this brief, is that 
we will encounter someone, maybe we haven't seen them for a while, and the first thing, well, how are you? And we've just a tendency to say, yes, I'm fine. Things are doing great in my life. But inside, that's not how we're feeling. It takes a, a lot of courage and a lot of strength to turn around and say, well, things aren't so great in my life. You know, I've, I've had an upset here. I've had this here. But it's only by becoming vulnerable, by taking away those, uh, those safeguards that we think are going to keep us safe, then it inspires other people to turn around and say, well, I'm glad you just said that because now I want to be vulnerable and I want to open up to you. And so it's this idea that when we are being true um, and living in alignment and opening ourselves up and being vulnerable by letting our heart shine, as it inspires other people. And once we begin to do that, then we can move forward as a society, as a race, and then we can truly manifest this, this higher vibration that, that that's true to come. It's it's there. We just have to step into it. Absolutely fantastic. So um plans for the future then. What is the the, the future of Imagine Miracles? What what does the future hold for Vince and Mary Kramer? Well, the the future for Vince and Mary is to continue our journey of expansion and growth. Um, try to, to for for me to try to move into the highest vibration that that I can, and and the same for Mary, and, and that means that there's there's going to be the next level of Imagine Miracles. There's going to be the next level, um, but uh, we our plans right now is just to help people find that reason that they came, help them uncover their blueprint and then start using that blueprint to, to live their lives so they can start um, falling together in the puzzle pieces of, of this world to create the beautiful picture of, of heaven on earth. Uh, that's the plans for Imagine Miracles. And I can honestly tell you, I, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know where I'm going to go. I just know that I'm no longer afraid to open a door and it's dark on the other side because it's unknown. And I know that if I step one foot in that door, my light's going to shine in far enough that it'll be safe for me to take another step. And and we'll see where it takes us. Fantastic. And is there is there one is there one key philosophy? Is there one key message that you could sum up in? Maybe there isn't, but maybe and that's fine if there isn't. Through your journey, through everything that you've experienced, through everything in life, um, for anyone who's listening to this here, who's maybe potentially or, or even watching it, who is just opening up spiritually and kind of is looking for a bit of direction, is there something that you could sum up succinctly that you could offer that person or people? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, there's hundreds. <laughs> um, I, I think the biggest thing that I want to share, I, I, I'm going to share two, and I'm going to share them quickly. One, you're unique. There's no one like you. There's no one that has the combination of gifts and talents that you have, and there's people looking for you. I know I shared that earlier, but that's huge. It's time for you to live who you are, and it's okay who you are. The other thing I want to share is, and in the book that's coming out, the Moments of Choice, it's, it should be out in June. It's really, truly my story of connection. And the other thing I want to I want to emphasize hugely is com connection is normal. It's time for you to connect into your higher self. It's time for you to connect into the higher vibrations of your energy stream. We all have that capability. Um, I, I might be special and unique in the way that I can channel this energy in, 
but you can get the energy, you can get the guidance, and it's time to start listening. And, and I want people to know that it's normal. Don't, don't you don't need a little blonde girl <laughs> to get your attention enough to realize, oh, I need to listen. And I can listen, I can tap in, I can get my answers, I can live my life. You don't need a little red-haired, blue-eyed boy. What you need is to know that it can be done, find someone to help you do it, and trust long enough when you start getting the answers that when the answers come that you say, I never would have said that to myself, you know you're connected. Fantastic. Thank you so, so much, Vince. And where can people find you then if, if they want to avail of your services or just find out a bit more about your, your uh, content? The, the easiest way is go to either miracleu.com, one word. Uh, no, <laughs> that's the podcast. It, <laughs> you can tell I, I'm used to, to doing my own podcast here. Go to imaginemiracles.com or miraclelifemethod.com. And that will help you tap into to what's going on in, in our world. Um, Miracle uh, You is the podcast. Uh, so if you go to the MiracleU.com uh, podcast, my podcast is all about helping people feel like they're not alone and realize that other people have taken steps before them and you can take it. So those three URLs are, are huge and uh, uh what I would love to do, Zenith, if you don't mind, to give a little mm -hmm. gift to your audience. Absolutely. So if you go to the Imagine Miracles, just one word, imaginemiracles.com forward slash spirit, I'm going to give you an opportunity to download a chapter of the best-selling book that I wrote with uh, Jack Canfield. Also an opportunity to sign up for a free channeling and, and come visit us on our monthly channeling. And for those of you who are saying, oh, Vince, Vince and Mary resonate with me. Their gifts and talents are what I've been looking for. We also have what we call a Your Life, Your Way breakthrough session. The first 10 people that sign up for one of those, you'll get 30 minutes with either Mary or I, and we'll help you find out what's in the way right now in the next best step. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for, for offering that. And I do hope the people avail of that. Um, your work is fantastic. You and Mary are a source of light, um, a source of love in this world. And I truly wish you the very, very best from now into the future and whatever endeavors that you do. And I will send you away with my love, my blessings, and my absolute gratitude for, for agreeing to do this, Vince. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Our love to you and your audience. Thank you so much, Vince. Bye.